Bye, Doug. Bye. Bon voyage. <laughs> oh man. Ah was, yes. <laughs> I was trying to sounds. find I was trying to find YouTube videos of of horn noises, and there's apparently there's like a whole series of like battles between cruise ships where they like <laughs> yeah. horn at each other, you know, and like have these epic horn battles. And I thought about doing that, but maybe maybe it would be a little too much. <laughs> Hi, this is Hope. This is Kareem. Hi, this is Katie from Washington, D.C., and you're listening to No Meat Athlete Radio. But you'll be, by the time this airs, which will be uh, next Thursday, you will be where? What country? Or uh, what part of the world? I probably, probably Central America on the way to South America. Because Friday we arrive in Colombia. Oh wow! Which is where I you're go. going far. I know it's an 11 day cruise. I think we actually get off at about the furthest point. Uh, I think it goes to Panama and then comes back up Mexico. Cool. Yeah, which would be fun. I've never been to South America in my life. And port towns with cruise cruise ship port <laughs> towns are always the best way to see a country. <laughs> they are because you get you get the Margaritaville experience, and uh, that's really what it's all about. <laughs> that's what yeah. seeing other cultures is all about is how their margaritaville is <laughs> yeah. actually no so you're right that uh cruise ports are terrible um but we're actually getting off in in cartagena which is the city in colombia and we're going to stay there for a night and then fly oh, cool. home the next day so we will not see just port stuff we'll get to see the, a little bit of the city awesome Yes. I have lived in two cruise ship port towns in Central and South America, and uh, when the cruise ship would come, the whole town would totally change. Oh, really? Yeah, it was like for that day, all the mark, all these like vendors would come down near the uh-huh. port, and like all this stuff would happen, and then they leave the next day. And it wasn't one of those; they weren't big enough port towns where it was like constant cruise ships. You know, right. it's like one a week kind of thing. Uh-huh. And, um, and then the rest of the week, like all the restaurants and stuff down there were way cooler it's <laughs> just like totally different you know and there right. just weren't all these like people trying to sell you yeah. stuff and all that stuff sure right what, but, what were those towns i think i know one of them but i don't know the other uh punta arenas and in costa rica and valparaiso and in, in, ah. in chile okay that was not, i was thinking of uh, mexico but i think actually that's not a poor town Juarez. no it's in the middle of the desert ah and why have you been to these towns what do you do there I st- in high school, I studied abroad in Costa Rica for okay. six months. Uh-huh. And in college, I studied abroad for a year in, in Chile. Okay. I don't think I knew that about you. Nope. You cut out. Oh. Uh, okay. It may not have cut out on the actual recording, but I said yeah. I'll just say it again. Okay. Oh, okay. I, didn't, I did not know that about you, Doug. You didn't? I mean, I knew you had done some South American stuff. I figured it was all like... Uh, environmental or like uh young democrat type activities <laughs> i just didn't really i don't know young democrat activities in in, 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 in chile i don't know like missionary work spreading the political philosophy mm, mm-hmm. no no i studied abroad twice uh first time in in high school yeah okay and uh yeah i loved it there i love go. i love south america and central america but um i particularly have a fond spot for for South America. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. That's, that's an area I would like to explore more with the family. I think I have this, I mean, an, 
not any more than normal people, average people. I think I have this concern that somehow it's going to be safety issues there. But I'm, I'm the limited research I've done has said that if you just kind of know where you're going, it's really not. Yeah, not a problem. No, I, I have not been to Colombia, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, in many ways, like South America, you know, uh, parts of Argentina and Chile are have much more Spanish influence, and you're a big Spaniard, Spain guy. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. Than uh, than places like Panama or Costa Rica, right? Yes. So anyway, that is the cruise. Um, should be fun bringing the kids this time for the first time. And I don't know, not too much more to say. I mean, looking looking forward to who 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 of the Domain athlete friends are going to be there. It's going to be a lot of them, right? Yeah. So I'll probably, I'll leave people out for sure who are friends who I will just forget because there's so many people who are on this cruise. Well, maybe we shouldn't do this. Then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, people. Okay, people who've been on the podcast recently. Mm, that's um, a good one. Giacomo and Danny, who have not been on the podcast recently but are going to be soon. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, Robert Cheek, friend of mine, not been on recently but has been on a lot of times. Yeah. Um, Carp Hannah and her husband Derek will both yep. be there. So that should be fun. Um, Chef AJ, I believe, will be there this year. Cool. Michael Greger, I think, will not be on this year for the first time in a while. Hmm. Not sure why, but... Uh, Any other doctors? I'm pretty sure Esselstyn... I think Esselstyn gets on, and same with uh, Rip Esselstyn, also former No Mean Athlete radio guest. Uh, but I think they get maybe on just after I get off or something like that. And uh, T. Colin Campbell is almost always there, so I'm imagine he will be there again but i'm not totally sure very cool yes should be fun as always looking forward to it it's always a nice little uh little jump start to the to the healthy lifestyle you know you go there and you think you're gonna have a vacation then you come back all inspired about being healthy so (laughs) did you choose the oil-free option so you don't have to actually choose okay They, they send you a survey and it says which one do you think you'll want? But it's just so that they can kind of roughly estimate the counts. Uh, I don't usually do the oil-free on the cruise. Like, if it's a certain meal that, for some reason, I just don't see how the oil would improve it, I will pick oil-free. But I kind of treat this one as, like, I'm on a, I don't know, I'm on, I'm on vacation, you know? So I'm going yeah. to get the tastiest food possible. But but plenty of people on the ship are there because it's a cruise that offers oil-free food, oil-free vegan food. Right. Uh, and so that's what that's what they pick. So, should be fun. Wow. I'm excited to hear about it. Yeah. I'll, maybe we'll do some sort of recap or something at the end. Or definitely do something, but... Yeah. Who knows? You, you always have a good story or two. I usually do. Like yeah. that time when the uh, when I ordered a rum drink on the beach and they dug up the bottles out of the sand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> that, was, that was a good one. <laughs> Who knows what that was that I drank. Uh-huh. Yep. And this time you're bringing the family, which I, there, should, there has to be a good... A good... Oh, yeah kid story in this to come out soccer of balls flying overboard or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hopefully just soccer balls and not, <laughs> right. not kids with the soccer balls right no yeah. it's not it's not a funny joke we're gonna do a uh, titanic screening tonight to get the kids <laughs> no way are you really <laughs> no we're actually not because ellery my daughter for a few weeks was insisting she was not going to go on the cruise because it was she was worried about the risk of sinking so no titanic is mentioned <laughs> Well, I think it's it's good that my family is not going on the cruise this yeah. year, and that is because we have uh, essentially quarantined ourselves to to our house. Yeah, yeah, but not you, right? You're you're okay. 
Yeah, I mean, apparently it's not a good idea for me, who's around it, to be around a lot of people. Oh, um, okay. But yeah, no. So far, knock on wood, I have. I'm coming out of this unscathed, which is a is a miracle considering last week's uh, race. But yeah. basically, right after my race Sunday afternoon, Katie started feeling sick, and then Sunday night, Eliza got a fever, and uh, I can't decide if they're both the same thing because the symptoms are slightly different but they both had bad fevers and i think katie for sure has the flu and um yeah and it's just been a mess it's been a mess at our house lots of uh upset stomachs and fevers and crying and it's just not not a happy place (laughs) that does not sound very nice at all no lots of lots of uh you know too weak to get off of the couch type thing and then yeah, it's just it's been it's been like it is it's been you know I can't even describe how, how what what it's been like around these parts this week. But Katie looked at me today and she was like tearing up and she was like, I just don't think we can make it another day. <laughs> life is hard when you're sick. When when I multiple so. people are sick, yeah. It sounds like life is hard when you're not sick, but your whole house is sick. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> No kidding. Well, you're doing doing good good deeds, putting others' needs ahead of your own. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> good. Well, I'm amazed you didn't get sick or haven't yet because the few times I think the two fifty miles that I did, I or no, I I did three, but two that I did, I the first two I did, I remember getting sick during the week following them. Yeah. And I just thought that's what happens. I think you right. Your immune yeah. system just gets destroyed. Totally. So amazing that you've not says a lot maybe about you, especially with that weather. Says a lot about right. Maybe, yeah. maybe you've uh, developed a great immune system as a result, or the, or so. it's just nothing to you to go out and run forty miles. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or or I'm vegan and vegans don't get sick, you know. So it could be that too. Mm-hmm. I forgot about that. <laughs> I forgot, I did. Yeah, I I was, it reminds me actually of the time when the the whole cruise ship got sick <laughs> right. like three years ago, and uh, that was the big joke going around was that vegans don't get sick, but we all did. <laughs> Oh, yeah. That's bad. Anyway, any more news, Doug, before we get to the good stuff? Any more news? Well, I did I did hear, um, I don't know if you want to get into this or not, but I heard some, some news that I, you know, based on the amount of time we've spent talking about this subject, I think it's worth mentioning. <laughs> you know, okay. not because I think it's particularly noteworthy, except that we've talked about it for collectively hours, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, good. So anyone who follows the uh, the FIFA Ultimate Team Club Value Leaderboards online, which I'm sure a lot of our listeners certainly do, <laughs> uh, would have noticed that Asheville FC, run by Matt, had dropped off the leaderboard one day, just disappeared from existence. And that is because I deleted my team, Doug. I was uh, in the wake of Holden's concussion, which I talked about last episode. Mm-hmm. Um I was kind of in a high stress time, and it just I I went back to the well, right? The old I said I was not going to do much FIFA this year, or, or not. I didn't say I was going to do any. I just said I was not going to do much because it, it was sucking up a lot of time. Oh, wait to hear this stat. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so it keeps track of your hours. You can see your hours you've spent on it. Okay. On any given game on the Nintendo Switch, you can see how much hours have been played, which is oh, kind wow. of a cool feature, good for parents. Uh-huh. Sure. So I was doing it. I, was, I don't know if I was playing it or I was talking to Holden about it, and he said, Daddy, look at this. And he, he'd already seen it. And he went and showed me. He went into my profile, and it said I'd played 220 hours of FIFA 19, which oh, we yeah. got in end of September of this last year. 
<laughs> I was like, that's like a full, I don't know what it was. It was a full, uh, what, that's almost 10, 24-hour days. In terms of eight-hour work days, that's a whole month. <laughs> in, in the five months the game has been out, and I was away for three of those weeks, not doing any. Oh, Matt. So that was actually, that was what got me to start really thinking about it. And, and I, was, I was back in it by this point. This, he, was, uh-huh. he had a concussion. I was stressed. It was an easy, easy, you know, just comfort thing. So I was doing it. And then I was just, after that stat, I was like not even enjoying myself as I was playing it. I was just thinking, this is, this is horrible. So I, uh, I next day went and deleted the team, did all this, you know, had to go through this procedure, had to confirm, had to enter a code to confirm that you definitely want to delete. And, uh, and I hit delete. And then it said, you can't delete right now because you have players listed on the transfer market. So you have to wait till they are, they're, they're <laughs> expired 24 hours later. So 24 hours later, I did, did the whole thing again, entered the code again. And then with, with a button press, my team was gone. And my club's short history finished. Wow. I know. Well, <laughs> big that's, deal. That is a big deal. <laughs> that is a big deal. So that was just, just to be clear, that was just you. And that was not you and Holden collectively. Yes, but here's the thing. So I, I realized that that number was impossible. I just thought there's no way I'm spending that much time on it because I know, I mean, I just it's just not. I don't have that much don't have that much time to do that. What I realized is like when I leave the game on because it's on our TV, we just leave it put in, just walk away from it, and the TV shuts itself off, but the game just keeps going. Yeah. So who knows how many, you know, six or eight hour sessions got logged by that thing being on? Okay. That that's a little bit better. We'll, we'll better. just say that that's that's actually what happened. <laughs> yeah. No, it was still a lot. It was still a lot of hours. It wasn't it wasn't quite as bad as it seemed, but it was too many. Wow. So well, I'm proud of you, Matt. I think that's a that's a big step there. Yeah, it was it was a big step, and I felt I felt very little desire to to go back to it. It was just it was just sucking too much energy. Mm-hmm. And what, so what I've realized now is we I, we may have said this before. I don't remember. Maybe I just drew this conclusion in my mind, but I said. I got to stay away from games where there's something happening even when you're not playing, mm. right? Like if there's players listed on the transfer market that you can go check anytime or that you need to make sure are always, you know, freshened up and on there or any of these games that I've never played, like these big battle games where you kind of drop in whenever you log on, but like other the thing, the battle rages on when you're not there and your tribe and friends are on there doing their thing. I just, I'm not going to get into any of that. Just can't. I need a game that when I turn it off, it ceases to exist. And then when I turn it on again, it comes back. I think that's smart. Yeah. I think that's really smart. <laughs> I don't think we've talked about that. But it, in general, I think that that's like a really good. Yeah. You know, I mean, like that's like that's part of the suck into social media or something, right? Because that right. is that's, the suck, that's right? That's point. Yeah. If only we could turn that off. Yeah. Because you, when you don't check it, all you're missing all the stuff that's happening. Right. 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 And so it just kind of draws you in. Yep. Exactly. So that's what I determined, and I'm still I'm still a high risk uh, person for these things. I just I have a way of, of getting addicted to things like that, and I just can't stop doing them until they're finished. So it's not that, that won't solve my problems that that uh, plan, but I just what I told Aaron is I got to be more mindful when I choose games to get into. Mm-hmm. I need to know I need to know what might happen, and be okay with that. And sometimes I will be okay with that when it's when it's appropriate time. You know why not? But is is FIFA a game that you can make it that way? Like if you don't have a team and stuff? Oh yeah, you could just do that. You could just go play games. Okay, that's, so you're not that's like not the fun though. The fun part is, <laughs> is well, the team. Yeah, okay. But you know, playing against your son or something. Yeah, like that. exactly. That's that's a good healthy way to do it. Mm-hmm. 
So anyway, we'll still do regular esports updates as we as we hear <laughs> hear breaking news. Did you know esports? I, I saw a headline. I don't know if it's true or not, but I believe it's true because it was I was on Twitter and a headline, so it has to be true, right? Yeah. That esports are in the Olympics this year, or in, 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 in like it, not not this year, but at some point. Oh my god! Esports and Olympics. I'm gonna look it up. I feel like the, like there's there's no, no matter how what crazy esports thing we cite, there's gonna be a crazy one. Like like esports are gonna eventually dominate the world or something. Mm-hmm. Maybe they are like the artificial intelligence that everybody's all worried about. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's how. It that's is that's how. Yeah. Okay. All right. So apparently it's just in talks. But the Olympic Committee is is discussing esports in the 2024 Olympics. Oh. That's crazy. That's crazy. To we me. I mean, we had a discussion about how the difference between Olympic athletes and esports athletes. Remember that? How yeah? How we thought that didn't deserve the same place because you could probably develop the kind of skill required to that with a you know a good year of effort uh-huh. compared to an Olympic athlete who has to train their whole life. Yeah, I don't know. But there are some Olympic sports like. I don't know. I don't want to call battle sport because I'm sure somebody listening plays <laughs> okay, it. But of course. you know, there, there's some Olympic sports that yeah, are just, uh, just yeah. But there are. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't feel comfortable with esports in the Olympics. I'm not. No. I'm not. I'm. I'm not there yet. I mean, if you allow that, you have to allow. I think games like chess, right? I mean, it's right. You're yeah, moving totally. your fingers for esports, but it's not like it's really a physical right test. So then it's games. Right. Mm. I mean, I would I would support Catan in the Olympics, but <laughs> of course you would. <laughs> and that is a sport. That's a legit sport. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, sw- I sweat. I sweat. My heart rate gets up. <laughs> my, it's logged on my whoop. Well, I hope that's not the only uh, thing it takes to make an Olympic sport, because then I can think of a lot of activities <laughs> yeah, you don't want true. Olympics made out of. That's true. Okay, all right. Anyway, speaking of sport and heart rate increases, mm-hmm. we're going to talk about strength training. We are, which is an episode, I mean, a topic we have not really addressed very much. Not on we, our own, anyway. No, we typically talk about endurance sports. I think we have, well, I know we have an episode with Derek and Marcella, uh, Derek Treesize, Marcella Torres, who uh, did the Vegan Strength Blueprint with us. We did that one last year. Mm-hmm. And uh, that is a good episode, good kind of introductory strength training for plant-based dieters episode if you haven't heard that one um i'm pretty sure we did one a long time ago during the flood era of the podcast uh that was where i was at different houses and things and uh i think we talked about how to how to put on weight on a plant-based diet Mm -hmm. we did do that i remember that and we probably talked to robert cheek about some stuff true we've definitely talked to robert about a few things i think we did a a shred it interview interview where he was promoting the book shred it so probably Mm -hmm. probably 2015 um yeah and in that one we talked a lot about how you know picking choosing foods that are calorically dense and he mentioned things like sweet potatoes and lots of others um so there's that yeah so we've done a few a few a few strength things but we figured we would just do another one um somewhat motivated by the fact that you have actually implemented strength training into your running routine and you've you've managed to accomplish a lot as a runner a decent amount i'd say in the past few years gotten into ultra running a more serious maybe level of ultra running than than you had in the early days of this podcast mm-hmm. um and for a long time didn't do any strength training really at least not anything that was regular but i think now you uh you do a lot right yeah it's always been one of those things that 
you know, like a do as I say, not as I do type thing, Mm -hmm. especially with clients and stuff. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Because, you know, I've always known that strength training is a valuable tool for runners. uh, And, and, you know, there's arguments as to like what level of strength training, but for me, what I'm mostly referring to is, um, is bodyweight exercises, core work, you know, things like working lunges, things that, that work areas of your body that, that need additional strength to hold up your running form and to help prevent fatigue and, and help bring some extra power. Um, but I had never been able to get into it. I just, I just don't, I don't like the gym. I, you know, I, I don't feel comfortable around weights. I never have. Um, and an at-home routine just never stuck with me for the longest time. Um, but that has changed. Hmm. That has changed pretty significantly. Um, not that I'm going to the gym, not that I'm doing a ton of weight specific work, although I am doing some lightweight work with about 15 pound weights, mm-hmm. um, which has been a nice addition. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, do we want to dive into my, my routine here? Uh, I think we definitely do in this episode. We can, we can yeah, set it up. In my, I think, I think what you described is not every runner, but a whole lot of runners who, I mean, yeah. I just met so many runners who say, who kind of have this thing in the back of their mind that says I should be doing strength training, but I'm not doing any. Right. And it's because they hate it, which is how it is. And that's how probably people who do strength training feel about running. A lot of people think they should do some cardio, but they hate totally. it. Totally. Yeah. So, you know, you pick one or the other based on what, what you're into. And then you, you always feel like you should do the other to be more well-rounded. Um, which is kind of what my, my year goal was about it was about getting into being in both types of those shape at the same time which mm-hmm. i have never really managed to do uh it's always been one or the other and so i've been focusing a lot on that as well motivated by uh muay thai kickboxing that i've been doing which sort of kind of requires both it doesn't require both but it, but it you can benefit from both of those types, and it causes both of those types of fitness so that was uh that was my reason for wanting to do it so Anyway, yes, that's strength training. Um, what? Um, so here's a question for you. Okay. I've I've mentioned this a couple times uh, in like discussions around nomad athlete posts and and stuff like that. That I just I have this like very uncomfortable fear about lifting weights at a gym. Do you think okay. I'm I'm alone in that? Because no one seems to be like, oh yeah, I have that fear too. <laughs> Every time I say that, I think, oh, a bunch of people must have this problem. But but then no one no one agrees with me. <laughs> I think people are intimidated about the idea of going to the gym. But yeah, even the way you worded it earlier in this episode, you said you're uncomfortable around weights, which I thought was interesting. Uh, Worried of what? Of like dropping it on your toe or something? No, no, no. I mean, (laughs) well, a couple of things. Like one, I, you know, you go into a gym and I mean, machines are, are one thing, I guess, like, I don't know. Um, but you know, especially if you're, if you're looking at free weights and bench pressing and all that stuff, I don't even know terms, proper terms, but, um, (laughs) bench press, um, (laughs) you know, if you go to that, like people just look like they know what they're doing. They are loading up these things. Like I wouldn't even know how much weight to put on a, a bar for a bit to bench press. Like, you know, and then I would be, I would put it on there and I would lift it up and it would be way too much. And. I would look like a total idiot because it would come crashing down on me and break a rib. Uh, you know, like, I don't I just have this, like, I, I'm just so intimidated by both the weights themselves, uh, but also, like, the, the scene at a gym, if that makes sense. 
Should we pause to thank our new sponsor, Planet Fitness? <laughs> the Judgment Free Zone. The Judgment Free. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're not our new sponsor, but that—I mean—that's what they're about. You gotta, gotta go to there. I guess so. You're worried about judgment. Well, I mean, part of it's judgment, and part, well, I guess I guess a lot of it's judgment because I could always ask for help. Um, right. But I don't know. I just I get it. Just I get so intimidated by it, and then and then the other part is like injuring myself. You know, of like. Not a weight crashing down on my toe, but, you know, I, I mean, I, I think I know how to do, like, a, like <laughs> arm curls. Is that what they're called? Um, bicep curls, maybe? Bicep curls, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think, I mean, I think I know how to do that. But, like, what if I'm not doing it right, you know? So. Well, I mean, <laughs> then you'd have a hurt bicep, but that wouldn't really hurt <laughs> <so> much. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. All right. All right. That was a bad example. Like, <laughs> you know, like lunges with a lot of weight. Yeah. And, and, right. and see, and see, what's been interesting about my process of using body weight first at home and with uh, different different online programs and, and videos and stuff like that is that it, now I feel a lot more comfortable with lunges. And now yeah. I feel like I could go into a gym, even though I don't. I could go into a gym and and do do be much better suited for for that than than before. But. Yeah. Well, I think these are good points. Uh, I think, I think that is that is the thing to be worried about is injury, much more than intimidation. I mean, if you're feeling intimidated or something, then obviously yes, that is a real thing. And <laughs> the the way I actually got over that stuff because I think I think everyone maybe feels that way before they get started. Um, I actually I was not really into fitness at all ever. I mean, I had always done a little bit of stuff, but never really. But then in college, one semester, for some reason, I think motivated by just wanting to look good and like get a girlfriend, I. Uh, I got a like the Body for Life program, the, the book. So mm-hmm. I just had a I had an actual like here's exactly what I'm supposed to do, and I knew ahead of time exactly what all the form was of the workouts, and didn't have it like perfect, but I knew roughly what I should be doing so that when I went in there, I just just followed the instructions really. So I didn't have to like make choices and things like that, and I wasn't too worried about. Did you carry the book around with you? No, but you printed off these sheets and they mm. explained mm-hmm. what to do. And I just like research ahead of time. I so, think that I think that, that I think that's that's big. That, that like that was kind of the I don't know. I think that having a some sort of routine and plan because because part of it the you know if, if like I remember a couple of years ago we joined a gym and I was doing quite a bit of swimming and I was like you know I should really do some do some weights weight training as well and and I would go and and I would like just grab a weight and kind of do what felt like I was supposed to do with it, which mm-hmm. was typically bicep curls and like, you know, <laughs> I don't know, like it's just the stuff you see on TV, <laughs> you know, but, but if I had, I had like an actual plan, like, okay, this is what, uh, an arm day looks like. This is what a leg day looks like. Yeah. Then, um, you know, then that would have helped me out a lot. Yeah. I think that's pretty much the answer. Uh, but you could still have that. You could still get yourself hurt even if you're doing it 90% right, I mean, it's just still possible. So I think that's I think that's a legit concern. I do think that if you are doing it correctly and if you can learn to do it correctly, as with a lot of exercise types of, like plyometrics and things like that, like there is an increased injury risk when you are first starting to do it. But then the whole point is that as your body adapts to that, you become more resistant to injury. And, mm-hmm. and once you are strong and balanced and all that, then, you know, you're a better athlete as a result. But I do think that comes with a lot of, risk in terms of like you can like yes you might be doing perfect deadlifts or perfect squats or perfect bench press maybe that's a better example perfect upper body stuff but if you if you're not if there's not a certain amount of balance um you can cause all kinds of different issues alignment and other things uh that might then impact 
your main sport. So I think I think you're actually right to be concerned about that. But I, I do think that like I don't know what the reason is, but it just seems like the whole um, mindset maybe it's not the right word, but the whole just the thinking around fitness has evolved so much in the past fifteen years. Um, whereas at least to me, it seemed that before that it was just you know, the classic weight training advice and there were different approaches and things like that. But nowadays it just seems like there's so much, there's just so much more like holistic kind of stuff out there that is, you know, based on mobility or, mm-hmm. um, I don't know, th- you know, things based in, in yoga or Pilates and things that are just where, where there's not as much weight, not as much tra- chance for injury, um, more strengthening at a core level, which honestly for most people was probably what, really matters in terms of presenting preventing injury in the long term right um whereas big muscles you know they look good but they don't really do much for you i don't think as far as long-term health goes but the the the, the process of lifting i mean i think that is a good thing that is good for lots of reasons uh as far as fighting off disease goes but anyway speaking of this i actually just got a book dug in the mail it was too big to fit in my uh mailbox because that is that is a common problem that i have at this house uh is it a particularly small mailbox or no it's a giant mailbox it's just that we live up a huge hill so any packages that come they don't drive up the hill and drop them off so if it doesn't fit in the mailbox it uh. the post office to get it um it is becoming a supple leopard book you know that one no i do not i like the title though <laughs> so this is the this is the second <laughs> I edition become a supple leopard I, i'm sure you do the first one came out in 2013 it's expanded uh it's by kelly starrett i don't know if i'm saying his name correctly because i don't watch many of his videos um but he's the mobility guy mobility wad is his is his mm-hmm. thing mobility w-o-d like a workout of the day exactly yep um, i knew that and i think he's i think he owns or owned uh san francisco crossfit oh anyway I think, from what I hear, this guy is really great, and the book is a, is a massive hardcover thing that, like I said, didn't go in my mailbox. Um, so I'm really excited about that. And the reason I got that is because I, as I've mentioned, have been doing this Muay Thai, but have had really, really bad tightness issues with my hips. And uh, I've done all kinds of exercises to try to fix it and, like, you know, been fairly disciplined about trying to, doing these routine things that work on turning my hips over and all this. And the more I practice kicking, uh, the more the top of my legs get really tight. And I just took a few weeks off recently during Holden's concussion period um, and came back and felt like everything was better for the first day that I was back. And then after one day of kicks, it just everything tightened up so much and hurts maybe worse than it did. So anyway, um, I've been very frustrated by that, and I'm trying to figure out what to do. And the sense I have is that it's not a... It's not just like a stretch out your hips more thing. It's like I need to actually understand what's go- like, just get a better understanding of movement and mobility, and figure out what am I, or what about my body is making me feel get so tight and so pain when I kick. Mm. So anyway, I'm trying to. Uh, I'm hoping that I will get sort of really into it and and gain a new level of understanding around all this stuff. Ooh, I do too, because I want to hear about it. We'll see. Maybe then we'll have Dr. Kelly start on. Oh, and he's probably not. He's probably not vegan or vegetarian either, right? I don't know. Wouldn't be fair to say. Who knows? Mm-hmm. I mean, according to normal statistics, probably not. Five percent people are. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably not. Good guess, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, looking forward to that. So, um, yeah, I guess let's get into some details, Doug. I don't know quite what I think. I think what is. 
I think your perspective on here will be most useful to people. I've I've gone through this the thing. scaredy cat. No, no, not that. <laughs> the runner looking to do things to enhance running. Yeah. Um, or just endurance athlete, general athlete looking to do things to enhance that. My experience with with lifting is, for whatever reason, it's always about trying to bulk up and put on weight. And uh, I've learned a lot about how to do that, and I've gotten to be better and better at it than I used to be for sure. But I just don't think that's of really general interest. So let's. I think we should mostly talk about what it is that you are doing in the gym these days. Uh, you don't need to give your exact specific routine, but just just the idea of what what kind of things you're doing and and how and any any tips for people who may you know feel like you feel, which is that that maybe for, they think strength training is not for them. They don't want to do it. Whatever. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'll tell you that it started by just deciding that I was going to do it. Like just. You know, not saying that I should do it or not saying I, you know, uh, maybe I'll begin working it in. And, you know, if I think about it, I'll do it. It was just when I, after I run, I'm going to do some strength training. And I just decided that that had to be the case. And I set a 30 day goal for myself or, or I think it was maybe a four week goal. And, um, and that was just what I did. And it, it like, it got so easy because what's beautiful about strength training for me anyway, for when it comes to just thinking about enhancing my running uh, and not trying to bulk up or anything like that um, is, is that it, you know, you can really see actual gains by doing 10 to 15 minutes at, and that's it. You know, you mean, you mean see gains, like see them in the mirror or like feel them, feel them. Mm-hmm. I, there, there are things that like pistol squats that I could have never done without being super sore the next day or even like um like uh, you know one that i like to do a lot is the lunge matrix where you're doing like forward lunges and then back lunges and side lunges Uh um and i remember the first time i did that it wasn't that hard and i was like oh this is pretty easy it's not too bad but then the next day i was so freaking sore and this was like (laughs) i was in pretty good shape like pretty good running shape Uh uh-huh and and i was like oh i can do i can do lunges it's like no problem at all I was so sore the next day and I, I, um, and you know, and so things like that, like now I can, I can do that. I can do it probably three times, four times as long as many, you know, reps as, as I could before. And Mm -hmm. and I don't, I don't feel any of that. And I see that those gains while I'm running, like I can, I can tell that my quads and my glutes and I can tell that different things are, are, are stronger than they were before. Um, and they, you know, they're able to withstand more, you know, more of a beating. Mm-hmm. It is amazing to me how, I mean, it takes some time, but that you can spend a few weeks or months in the gym and double the amount of strength you have in certain mm. areas. Like, I mean, you could do two or th- sometimes three times as much as when you started a few months ago, which is crazy to me. I mean, you think like a muscle doesn't get two or three times as large, um, right. or at right. least not, not visibly so, but like, that you can actually double your strength in, in the amount you can do for a specific exercise. I, that's amazing to me. I think that is, it's neat that our body has that kind of uh, adaptability. Right? Yeah, totally. Yeah. And so, yeah, so I started, so I, I, I started by just decide, like I made a challenge for myself and I decided I was going to do it after every run. I was going to do the, and, and I started with it. It was all inspired by Derek and Marcella's um, 15 minute workout that they produced for Nomad athlete um, a little while ago as part of the, strength blueprint mm-hmm. um but then that 15 minute workout is free and it's like i mean it's kind of easy i'm not gonna lie it's it's kind of easy it felt easy to me even back then mm-hmm. um it's all body weight and all all body weight no yep mm-hmm. uh, right no weights no um you know i mean it's it's just it 
it takes 15 minutes, if that. Right. Um, and, you know, it's just bridges and, I don't know, squats and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, bare planks. Um, and, and it just, it was very unintimidating. I knew I could do it. I could, you know, look at a picture and know what to do, which, which I think is like, it was key for me at the, at the time of, of fearing of getting injured. It's like, I don't want all these, have to worry about all this stuff. I can just want to look at a picture and know that I'm doing it right. Uh-huh. Um, and I started that. I started there and then kind of grew into some of their other programs and then started introducing other things. Um, you know, I'm, I'm really big right now in for, you know, mountain leg strength, thinking about my, my particular race goals this year. Um, you know, a lot of like single leg stuff. So single leg lunges, rear lunges, step ups, um, you know, pistol squats, that kind of stuff to really kind of get the balance and the, you know, the, the muscles around, um, certain parts of my legs that are getting strengthened through running, you know, being able to really kind of work those and strengthen those. Uh, and then of course, lots of core work, uh, planks and sit-ups and push-ups and that kind of stuff. Have you thought much about the philosophy uh, regarding running and strength training? Like I, you know, th- there are a lot of purist running types who say, why would you need, to, if, if the goal is to run better, why would you need to do anything other than run? Um, like, you know, why not just develop the muscles that running develops for you? Mm-hmm. Like, have you thought about that much? Yeah. And so what I'm doing here is I'm not replacing any running with strength training. Uh-huh. Um, you know, some people, some people may even, you know, some, some people, some running coaches may even suggest that sometimes it's okay to go to the gym instead of go for a run. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doing that. What I'm doing is just adding to my workouts. Um, and, um, and so I'm not, re- so I'm not, I'm not reducing any amount of mileage there, but what I am doing is I'm targeting areas that, um, that are used f- when running but maybe uh, less uh, in less obvious ways. So like uh, stability muscles and things like that, that um, especially in trail running, you know, you, you use those stability muscles a lot around your, your hips and your knees and all that kind of stuff, your ankles. But, um, you know, but, but you're not like directly working them out during the run. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yep. So I'm trying to strengthen those. And then, you know, of course, any sort of core and lower back work, is going to help a lot with um, fatigue in your running form. And that's a huge driver of, of injuries is uh, late in a run when, you, when your form starts to decay. Mm-hmm. Then you get sloppy and, and you end up favoring one side of your body or you're you know, doing this and that and, and you end up getting injured. And so if I can do things to make it to where I can actually run more and run longer and do that effectively, then, then that's, that's the type of strength work that I'm targeting. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. The other big question I have is one that every time I do anything related to strength training, like a Q&A thing or, you know, even mention strength training, people ask, how do you do it? When, when do you do it relative to your runs? Is it on the mm-hmm. same day and before, same day and after? Is it on your off days, easy days? When are you, when are you doing it? Yeah, so for the stuff that I'm talking about here, they're like 15 minutes of body weight stuff, or, or now, I, now I have 15-pound weights that I... I do with some lunges and I do some kind of uh, arm lift things <laughs> that have a name. Um, <laughs> um, you know, I, with that kind of stuff, you can absolutely do it on your run day because it's not it's not going to totally it you know it's not going to over 
do it. So where you get injured post run and it's not going to, um, you know, the fear, like if you're having like a big leg day in the gym or something like that, um, it would be that you're too tired to go for, you know, to have an effective workout the next day. You're not allowing yourself enough time to recover. Mm -hmm. And then even if you're not, even if you're not, um, risking injury, then you're just not getting an effective workout because you're not able to give it a hundred percent because your legs are tired. Right. Um, so th this stuff is, is not really directly impacting the types of workouts I'm doing. So I do it after every single run, or at least I, I try to. And, um, and I'm, and I can do that pretty effectively because it's such a short amount of time. I come home, I have a glass of water. I, you know, let my heart rate go down a little bit for just five minutes. But then before I take a shower, before I do anything else, I just get this in. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and then, then it feels more like part of the workout. So it's not something I have to, um, you know, I have to do later. And, you know, at that point I'm already on the couch or whatever. Like, you know, I try to just get it done pretty soon after the workout. Um, and, you know, and yeah, I mean, it, it feels great. And it's, I've, I've noticed a difference and, and I can't speak highly enough about it. And this, you know, and what, <laughs> what's, what's cool is just how, how simple it can be and to, to see these results. And, and I'm sure that there are things that I could be doing that would be better. I'm sure that I could be adding more weights and I could be pushing myself a little bit more. But the point is that I'm doing something and I'm do, it's a lot, it's a hell of a lot more than, than I used to be doing. Yeah, that's a really important point because whenever I'm going to the gym and it's feeling good and I'm really into it, the thought in my mind is, wow, I cannot believe that I was not doing this for the past nine months. Like, why wouldn't I have been doing this? It's mm -hmm. not hard. It feels good. It's fun. I actually look forward to it sometimes. Um, but I think what happens is you can kind of, things can creep in the direction of harder and harder, pushing yourself more and more, more and more time consuming potentially, more and more requiring of recovery, uh, you know, extra time for recovery. Right. And then you sort of hit a burnout thing and then you then you just don't go like I do for nine months. Um <laughs> So I think that's I think that is it's smart to have that restraint where you you know you know that what you're doing is good you're not worried about whether or not it is the most you could possibly be doing mm -hmm. uh, I think that's I think that is a good attitude and one that I don't often have so yeah good for you and and the other thing that um, and this is I'm sure this is not the most effective way to get in strength training but one thing that I've been trying to do more of is um, when I just have a couple minutes like. Um, my daughter thinks it's hilarious when I do lunges while she's in the bath and the, in our little bathroom, you know, and I mean, we're not talking about a ton of them. Like I'm talking about like two minutes worth of lunges. Right. Or, um, or like you and I, when we're on team calls with the rest of the team, um, is the only, the only place we have steps are, are in my office. And so I do a lot of like single leg dips in on the steps there, uh, in the office while we're on the phone, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, and it's just, I mean, it's like three minutes. It's literally like, just a couple minutes and I just kind of find this time to do it. And it's just a good way to like move the body, flex the muscles a little bit and get in, um, you know, a little bit of strength work. Yeah. Good for you. Um, well, kind of related to that, are you doing like, do you, when you say you do this workout after every run, are you, is it the, the identical, like the same workout each time? No, it started out that way. It started out with the 15 minute workout. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, I, um, we had an ad sponsor, Aptive, um, mm -hmm. that it was an app that I used for a while as well. That was slightly more advanced than that 15 minute workout. And, uh, there was just one that I really liked and I did that, but now it's, now it's more, um, I just kind of cycle through uh, several different workouts that 
or several different exercises that I like. Okay. But um, you're not, so, there's no like structure that says I, I do more leg focus on one day and then more upper body focus another day. Or you know, there's not, I, you know, I, I try to, because it's just a short little thing. I do try to round it out, um, with just about every, so I'll do, I'll do some sort of lunges or squats or something like that, um, for legs and, um, and then do a little bit of core work. And then I basically always do push ups. Gotcha. So it, it's pretty, it's pretty well balanced for me, but you know, but that, again, like that might not be the most effective way. That's just a way for me to get it all in and feel good about what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a way it's like just totally unintimidating because I can, I can just, you know, I mean, everybody knows how to do push ups, right. And you, you know, yep. and everybody knows how to do planks. Um, and so I just kind of do a bit of that and, uh, and feel good about it. And, you know, one, one thing that's been kind of interesting is, um, you know, my wife is a yoga therapist and she's all about certain postures and forms and, and form and stuff like that. And, and, uh, I've been having some like lower back issues, I think that might be related to our bed. Um, and so she has been adding a couple exercises for like lower back strength and things like that, that, um, that have been needs that I've been trying to incorporate as well. So like if you're having an issue, a specific issue, like you can find really direct exercises that, um, will strengthen around that. But if you're not, if you just want kind of a general full body strength work that is enhancing your running, then you can kind of play around with it. And, and once you get comfortable with a little routine, get another routine that has different exercises and then kind of co-mingle them and make mm-hmm. your own. And then what about, uh, things like stretching or foam rolling, which those are not the same activity than th- those themselves are different, but like, do you incorporate that stuff into this or have you just dropped those things or do you do those later in the day or what? Yeah, those are, those are one of those things that I've always kind of done at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, uh, for me, they're, they're, they're separate and I've always been able to, um, I've always been able to do that when I feel like I need it. Like I've never had, and you know, with strength training, I've, I've always just really struggled to start doing it, you know, to mm-hmm. get started with it. It feels like, Oh, another workout, you know, uh, or it felt like that way. Um, whereas with like rolling or something like that is just something that's comes a little bit more naturally to me. So, um, so that, that I do at the end of the day when typically like if we're watching something or something like that, then I'll just get on the floor and roll for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Cool. Good. Well, I'm glad to hear that, Doug. It's all exciting to me. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, and <laughs> Like I think I I think there's might be a little more definition in some areas, especially around the core. But you <laughs> but go. you know, but but like that's not the driving factor and or the motivator. And um, and you probably wouldn't notice. Like if you looked at me right now, you probably wouldn't, especially with a shirt on. Like you wouldn't notice that anything has changed. Um, but you, on the other hand, are I mean, you're looking good, man. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> you are. When I, I when have I last seen you? Um, like two or three months ago, probably. <laughs> no, 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 we went. That's right. We went out to uh, yeah. get some beers and brainstorm or something. Oh, well, yeah. thanks, Doug. Appreciate that. Yeah, my uh, my lifting is more vanity based right now. It's more about uh, putting on weight. Not, but it's not. It's not really. Uh, I guess it's more for me than other people. When I say vanity based, it's a joke, obviously. But like, <laughs> I feel. I don't know. I just. I like. I like that when I see myself, I feel good about how I'm eating. Because I, my tendency is to get is to be too skinny. I'm one of those people who will not not get fat if I don't do anything or eat badly. I will lose weight, 
and I will feel weak and skinny. And then I'll say, oh my gosh, like this plant-based diet, I, sh- I need to be eating more calories. And like, you know, I just don't like, I don't like feeling that way because my whole identity is wrapped up in plant-based diet and my work and everything. So when I, uh, when I'm making an effort to actually do eat the way that I need to, to keep weight on, which it, I've described that I think in the last episode is not really much uh, different from, from a normal diet. I try to eat a few extra calories in the form of an extra meal or extra tablespoon or two of peanut butter in a day. Um, but when I'm doing that along with minimal gym stuff, just going to the gym. And in fact, that might be part of it. Like doing the minimum required to put on weight is probably better than doing more than that. Uh, at least for me it is because I think, I think I will just burn too many calories if I do more than that uh, without corresponding you know gains so i do better by just really when i go to the gym it's like 15 minutes 20 minutes and i'm out of there uh, and that's like three times a week and it is like that, especially these kind of workouts when it's so simple and after you know if you see the gym after 20 minutes i, I actually feel really good at that point because like i'm not at the point at all of exhaustion or hating my workout or thinking mm-hmm. this is eating. like i just feel great it's like the best i feel all week is when i walk out of the gym after being in there for 20 minutes <laughs> so when I do that, then I'm like, why would I possibly not be doing this so all the time? It just, I don't know. There's, so, like, if you're going to the gym for 20 minutes, what are you, what are you actually doing in that 20 minutes? So I still, for the, not for the past five years, but I probably, five or six years ago, I started doing um, a workout that I found in Tim Ferriss' book, 4-Hour Body, mm-hmm. that is about how do you put on weight, and it is super minimal. You do, you do optionally a warm-up set of two different exercises— each day mainly the only thing you have to do is one set to failure of these two different exercises uh and then optional abs or kettlebell swings and i do do those things just so i can make the trip more worthwhile yeah. <laughs> um but it's i mean that's that's the whole philosophy is it is one set to failure take five seconds to lower and five seconds to raise the weight so you know your your, mundle, your muscles are under exertion for a whole minute and a half while you're doing a set of seven or ten things mm-hmm. um but really, I mean, it's it's amazing. You could be there for twenty minutes and have done about four minutes of exertion, which is which seems like very little. But I mean, a lot of workouts are very few minutes of actual exertion. Once mm-hmm. you account for the amount of rest time and the fact that some people just raise and lower the weight in one second each direction. Um, anyway, so that's what I have been doing when I am doing this, and that's what I'm doing right now. But I've gone through periods in the past two years. One in particular, where I did this for six or nine months. Um, there's a program, a book called Bigger, Leaner, Stronger. I think I am getting that right. Um, it's one of those books that is always advertised on Amazon. I guess the guy does a lot of Facebook or Amazon ads. Mm. Um, it's like every product I look, for, look at, there's it's his thing comes up as related, sponsored items related to this. <laughs> um, but I think maybe he sold a ton it of it copies. It sounds familiar, so yeah, maybe that's why. Yeah, I wrote about it a while back, uh, emailed about it a little bit when I was okay. doing it. And there's a women's version of it that I think is called Thinner, Leaner, Stronger. Um, and my wife, Erin, is currently doing that. She gets up at 5 a.m. and leaves the house just to go do these workouts. Dang, no, she, gets up, she gets up at 4.30 and leaves at 5. Um, wow. I know. I'm quite impressed. I'm amazed, and, and I'm inspired, but not quite enough to, you know, try to do the same or anything like that. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you got to keep those FIFA hours up. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, but anyway, so the, she has, has really enjoyed that program, you can pick five, four, or three days per week. We were doing it five each a couple of years ago when we were doing it. Drop the kids off at of school, and we'd both go do this. Uh, but that was too much. So she's doing three times per week now, and uh, it seems much more sustainable along with all the running she's doing. 
But anyway, they're, they're really good programs. I like them. They're comprehensive. They're a really nice mix of uh, functional fitness, which is kind of what you were talking about, mm-hmm. um, and what a lot of CrossFit is about. It, it, what, what CrossFit is great about is functional fitness. Like their stuff is not, um, you know, they don't do, they don't, I, I don't think they do isolated bicep curls to try to get their biceps bigger, right? Because that's right. not a very useful movement. Um, they do things that are useful, like picking up or dragging things or pushing things, uh, lifting things off of your body, right? These are functional movements you would find yourself using in a lot of sports and life activities. But this, uh, this bigger, leaner, stronger program and the, the thinner, leaner, stronger one, uh, they, they're a nice mix of that, but like they include also some of the stuff. Like if, if you did all that, maybe you'd miss the idea of bicep curls or calf raises, which probably don't need to be done if you're doing deadlifts and squats, right? You're getting some calf in there anyway. Um, but they do include a little bit of that just so you can sort of feel good about how you're looking. And I like that. I like that it's a nice blend of, of the two things. Um, which I don't know. I think people, I think the pendulum has swung in the direction of, of functional fitness. So people may think that is silly to even do anything that is about how you look. But I think, I, to me, that helps me stay motivated when you can see the results happening. Definitely. Yes. So that program is one also that I would recommend um, if you're into that. But Is uh, that like the same type of thing where you're only in there for 20 minutes? No, those are longer. Those are like... At, 45 minutes to an hour and 10 minutes kind of depending on the day and how you oh, wow. choose to do it which is which is a lot and that's i mean honestly that's what most if you're like on a gym program i feel like that's what a typical workout would be 45 yeah. minutes to an hour mm-hmm. um which is a lot by the end of that i always feel like you were you were ready to go at least i am and you feel great afterwards except your arms are shaking all day and you can't really do anything else <laughs> <laughs> but you feel like you really did something yeah so, yeah um I mean, other things just sort of to recommend to people who want, like I mentioned that Body for Life program. That is what got me started, and I still think it's a great program. I think it probably, you do like five sets of five exercises per day or five sets of four exercises, depending on which day it is, um, which is kind of a lot. Like the five sets, you gradually build up, you increase the weight. and you, Like at first, it's basically a warm-up, and then the second set is kind of somewhere between a warm-up and a work set. Um, so I don't know. I, I feel like five sets, I feel like you can probably accomplish 95% of the same things with two or three sets compared to five. And that's, that's way more my speed now. I, I just don't have a desire to be in there for an hour. Uh, I don't know. I just, just don't right now. I'm not that motivated about weightlifting for its own sake, uh, to be in the gym for an hour. But, um, that program is great. It's what got me. And that's what got me started in fitness. Like I, I did that one semester in college for the first time in my life was actually in shape. And I was running as part of that. Cause that's what they had you do on the non-lifting days. And then, I mean, I don't think it was a year that after that that I decided that I was going to run a marathon, which is kind of silly because that <laughs> I was not a runner at all. But I, uh, it, it got me thinking about fitness. And then, then I did that marathon, not very successfully, but I did cross the finish line. And then it just sort of set me off on that Boston qualifying path. And here we are, 15 years later. So um, great program for that reason. And... I don't know. I mean, there's lots more. I haven't done like Robert Cheek stuff, but he's got things in Shred It and uh, the new implant-based muscle. Mm-hmm. So plenty of uh, of things to choose from. And yeah, yeah. But that's kind of it. <laughs> I think that's, I mean, that's it. I've, I was thinking of, in my head of other, I've done many, many muscle building type programs like in college and all this, but they're just I, not worth going into all the names of them and everything. Okay. Yes. So, that is strength training. That is that is that. That's it. That's all you need to know, right there. No, this is this is good though, because I think uh, 
I think some people will, you know, my approach is all that they want and all that they need, and other people want to go a little bigger with it. Yeah, but it's always easy to start things. Well, not always. Usually, easy to start things with when you don't have to do too much. So mm-hmm. that fifteen minute workout is a really great way to kind of take a small step and begin uh, without having to deal with yet going and getting a gym membership or having weights um, or honestly working all that hard because that's that keeps people from wanting to do it. So yeah. I think it's a really great way to get started. Um, if you know, if you are, we talk all the time about the other type of motivation, which is you can be motivated to really go for something. And uh, of course, there are some of the programs I mentioned. Derek and Marcella's full program. Um, the what is the name of it, Doug? I forgot it. The vegan strength blueprint. Strength blueprint. Yes. Yep. Um, there's that. I mean, so you could actually go for something if if that's more interesting. But the the download is is a nice free and low commitment way to start. Mm-hmm. And if you just if you if you're interested, if you just go to nomadathlete.com/slash/resistance-training, then uh, that takes you to the the whole blog post about it, and um, you can get the the free download there. Good. Like it. Or if you Google Nomad Athlete 15-Minute Workout, I yep, think it will probably come yep, up then. that'll pop up too. Yep. Good. All, All right. right. Um, anything else, Doug, before I before I say bon voyage? No, I wouldn't say before you say bon voyage again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I don't think so. I hope, I hope that you are having fun on the cruise. Uh-huh. I speak. hope that you uh, you're winning big at the casino. Oh man, this is the year. This is the year that you come back yeah. and and the whole Nomi Athlete team gets massive bonuses <laughs> because you won so big, right? That... I don't know. I think I actually I had the year uh, like two years ago. I think when I actually won money somehow, but no one got bonuses for that. <laughs> no. And honestly, I probably didn't bring home very much. I mean, I got I made money for a little while, but then it probably ultimately uh-huh. all went back to the shit yeah. in some way. We gotta we gotta go back to a casino sometime. I know we do. It's we been a while. Have fun. Uh-huh. All right. Well, bon voyage. Thank you. Uh, you know, enjoy your time. Say hello to all the Nimid athlete friends. Mm-hmm. I will. And uh, and yeah, safe travels. Oh, Rick Cronus is gonna be on the cruise. I forgot about him. Big Nimid oh, athlete nice. friend. He cool. and Juliana. Yeah. He's an, he's a newbie to the cruise. He was there last year. That's why I don't. He doesn't spring to mind when I think about mm-hmm. the cruise. But anyway, that's it. All right. All right. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Talk to you soon.